are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, Sun Devil fans, to a Monday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Richie Bradshaw, joined by my good friend, Connor Drios, and we got a fun little show packed with lots of information for you today. First of all, we're going to talk about ASU's basketball win over Oregon last night, which was honestly kind of surprising considering how bad the basketball team has been. We're going to hand out some game balls and go over the basketball team a little more in detail for the second segment. And then finally, we're going to close it out with the bowl game that Arizona State football has been awarded and a little bit of information about that bowl game at the end of the podcast. Once again, this is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day. This episode of Locked on Sun Devils is brought to you by Sonos. Reinventing home audio for today and tomorrow, the smart home sound system. Help the world listen better. You can always find us on Twitter at RichieBrad36 for myself, at Cedrios for my good friend Connor. Follow the Locked on Sun Devils page at LO underscore Sun Devils and make sure to subscribe for the best Sun Devils content Monday through Friday that you're going to find anywhere in the whole world. We're, we're available literally everywhere. Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. The Locked on Sun Devils are there Monday through Friday. Now, let's go ahead and get started. But first, now that I'm hosting my podcast again and still kind of struggling with my voice because we just can't shake this cold for one reason or another, but I do have to ask because I'm contractually obligated. Connor, how are you? My podcast. Uh, Yeah, so I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Great win against ASU um, last night for the Sun Devils. So you start at the very top saying how surprising it was. Like, I think actually you even said kind of surprising. Not kind of surprising. Oregon was was 12-point uh, favorites at home, was not expecting ASU to really compete in that game, especially considering how how poorly they played over the last five games. Uh, but overall, I'm doing great. Uh, we are getting ready for the bowl game here shortly in a couple of weeks. Um, so ASU does not necessarily have as much to play for as, like, in Alabama or Georgia does, but we still get one more ASU game this year. So definitely looking forward to the last couple weeks of this, this season for the football season. And it, and it is a quality bowl game too. We'll dive into that later on in the podcast, but first we got to talk about this basketball win. Cause Connor, I don't think anybody in their right mind saw this outcome. Arizona state goes to Eugene and wins outright. We're not outright. Excuse me. They did go to overtime Wins 69 to 67, after take, taking it down to the wire, playing very, very close, and overall really good basketball. And I come away very impressed with everything that I saw from this team. I don't know about you, but DJ Horn is the real deal and definitely the highlight and the, just the best player that the Sun Devils basketball team has right now. I'm going to talk about a sports team with a sports analogy. DJ Horn is essentially the quarterback of this basketball team right now. Uh, dude's vision's been great. Uh, he's been great distributing the ball as well. Uh, 23 points tonight, and with, he has been averaging uh, just short of 12. So uh, you've needed somebody to step up. It, it's been Kamani Lawrence. He's cooled off a little bit as of late. Kamani started off the season super hot. Uh, 
but DJ Horn's been consistent. He's relieving the score to this point. Great, great win. Richie, do you know when the last time ASU won in Eugene was for basketball? They were saying it um, towards the end of the game, and I want to say it was like 10 years or something like that. Exactly. It was 2011. It was January 1st, 2011, so a little bit over 10 years. Absolutely crazy. If you would have asked me that, like I, I ASU has not been this dominant basketball program, but I, I probably would have lost that bet. Over 10 years since they've last won in Oregon. Absolutely crazy. Um, so they got they had many contributors throughout this game, DJ Horn being the the, the main one, but they also got uh, great games from Jay Heath and Kamani Lawrence, who also had 14 and 13 points, respectively. Uh, this game was back and forth the entire time. ASU had built up a, a decent lead. They were actually up 16 to 6, uh, probably about halfway through the, the first half. It, it just it wasn't something I was expecting. And to be honest, with the way the season's going, I'm, I'm kind of sitting there just watching this thinking, when are they going to blow this game? Like, they're, they're beating Oregon. Who's not the most dominant basketball team. They came into this game five and three, but I, I still would easily say Oregon was the better basketball team than we were. So I, I unfortunately had this negative opinion of, of how ASU was going to play down the stretch. And sure enough, uh, Oregon was up 31 to 30 at halftime, but ASU came to play in all facets of the game. Defense was there. Their offense was there. I, I don't want to take this away as a negative, but the reason they were definitely in this game, especially in the first half, is they shot over 50% from three-point range, and it dipped like 20-ish percent in the second half. So it, it's clearly not something to rely upon. So like they won they won a quality game against a quality opponent by two points, mainly because they could shoot the deep ball. And that's not something they can consistently rely upon. So while it's all well and good, it's definitely going to be a topic going forward. Uh, I want to say, it, and we have the box score pulled up here, from three-point range, they shot 38% from, as a team. Uh, so definitely pretty solid. But outside of DJ Horn, who went four for six, or sorry, Jay Heath, who went four for six, nobody else really contributed. Uh, DJ Horn did make three, but he made three of nine. So not bad, just not great uh, for Horn. Heath had that really clutch one, too, towards the end of the game. Definitely a, a couple clutch shots down the stretch. So going into the second half, again, same thing. There was, I think... I was reading something on Twitter. I think it was like seven times the, the game was tied in the second half alone. So a lot of lead changes throughout this game. Uh, but you had Horn, who hit uh, the the shot to, to tie it at 60-60, right? And even a couple possessions before that, I was I was sitting there on my couch absolutely sweating. Uh, we had gotten to, teams were going back and forth with their fouls. Uh, but Jalen Graham, I, I remember he was going specifically for a dunk that would have tied the game but he got called for a foul. Graham comes up to the free uh, the free throw line, and they're showing his numbers on the area, and he's shooting like 29% or something like that from uh, for, for his free throws. And I'm like, I, I really wish you wouldn't have gotten that foul, and he would have just gotten the dunk. How often do you hear people talk about like their team getting a foul, and they're complaining about it, right? Like, I understand like it, it was a foul that should have been called, but it's, it would have been just so nice for James Graham to, to dunk on them, get that momentum going back our way, uh, going back down the court with a tie game. So he makes one of two shots, and we're still down, still down one shot there. Uh, Oregon ends up making, uh, essentially, they get another two points, putting us down three. We missed the first three-point shot on that drive, and then all of a sudden, DJ Horn takes that shot. I did, almost didn't think they were going to get the ball off. That clock was counting down. Luckily, got it off. Absolute no doubter from, uh, uh, from DJ Horn to send that game to OT. So phenomenal game. Uh, again, all facets. Defense came to play. It's been solid in spurts throughout the season, uh, but against a really solid Oregon team, 
Uh, you can definitely see the energy tonight. Um, then we got to talk about uh, the shot for Jay Heath. Same thing, ice in his veins, man. Phenomenal shot from Heath, uh, who I, I think that put them up two at the time. It still gave Oregon 12 seconds on the clock. It, it's not so much that I was concerned, but with just the way ASU has played this year, like the game against UC Riverside, it's, it's not like it felt like this absolute guarantee. So Oregon comes sprinting down the court, pass the ball a couple times, actually get it into the corner, and Bawache has a phenomenal block with about five seconds left. But uh, they were trying to shoot the three that would have put them up by one at the time. Uh, Bawache has this block with about five seconds left. Try to inbound it from there, can't get the ball, so they got to call a timeout. So just phenomenal defense from ASU. A, a lot of great things to say all the way around. I will say, and like I've said over the last couple games, even if they do start winning some of these games, they're now one and one in conference play, essentially putting them at 500 on the year, regardless of what they've done the first six, seven games prior to uh, their first game against Washington State. Until they can start to rattle off some of these wins consistently against good opponents, this is a great storyline for us to talk about. Super exciting game for the Sun Devils. Uh, clutch shot to send us to OT, clutch shot to win the game, both three-point shots. That's all well and good. Can they build on it? Can we get Marcus Bagley back on the court so we don't have to rely on maybe some of these other guys that might not be the elite scorers that we think Marcus Bagley can be? Don't get me wrong. They have to have other contributors from elsewhere. So it's nice to see Horn contribute, Commander Lawrence contribute, because if Marcus Bagley comes back, he needs to be the guy while also having these other guys contribute as well. Yeah, all around, <clears throat> excuse me, all around a lot of really good contributions. Jay Heath, 14 points off of, off the bench. Alonzo Gaffney also also contributed nine points off the bench, shot four of seven. Again, we got we got to really give respect to DJ Horn. He played 39 minutes of the, it, it's five-minute overtime, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so not so of, of 45 minutes, he played 39 of them. He shot 50%. He was nine of 18. He was only three of nine on three points, which means that he was six of nine on every shot in, inside, inside the arc. So... Looked really, really good. It was two of two on his free throws. That's also nice. 23 points. Yeah, you had four guys contribute nine or more points. Jalen Graham had eight. Unfortunately, Marion Jackson continues to be such a weakness for this team. Was 0 of 5 on the night. It's it just a, a big fat zero in the box score. He, he truly is, Connor, one of the biggest weaknesses of this team right now. And I don't know if we should continue to rely on him moving forward. I'm not sure if you can really sub him out anywhere, but th this isn't a guy that I feel confident in when the ball is in his hands for for any single reason, unless he's passing it. That then I might be okay with it, but right now I don't have like very very little faith in anything that Mario Jackson can do right now. You bring up an interesting point. So ASU's playing a little bit of small ball when they're running three guards out there, but Marcus Bagley comes back. Him and Horn are starting few for sure. There's an argument to be made that Jay Heath should be getting a little bit more playing time. Uh, but at the same time, like, he got 33 minutes out of 45, right, coming off the bench, so he didn't start. So you had Muhammad and Jackson had 22 and 30 minutes, respectively, so they all had less minutes than Heath. But Heath should probably also be starting for you in the right situation as well. Uh, Marion Jackson, they're going to need him to contribute, so I feel like he needs to have that big game where he gets his confidence going. So... But at the same time, if you keep rolling him out there and he's he's giving you stinkers, so to speak, he's also going to be hurting you. So this is something that Bobby Hurley is going to have to be able to manage. It's not something that we can sit here and decide for him. 
I, I would like to see Jay, Jay, sorry, Jay Heath get more involved uh, in starting early on. But at the same time, you can't have Marion Jackson just sitting on the bench. So definitely a rock and hard play situation for Bobby Hurley. Uh, but until Marion Jackson gets it going, to me, it's going to be the Jay Heath show uh, as far as a little bit more playing time, in my own opinion. Well, and they did get Heath out there for 33 minutes, so it's definitely not for a lack of trying to get him out there, but definitely want to see him, like, maybe even get a start over Marion, just, ju- just to see if you can switch up the formula and get something going. So, either way, that that's a lot of conversation to be had later on down the road. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. When we return, we're going to talk more about ASU basketball and hand out some game balls for the first time this season, because... Tonight feels like the perfect time to start awarding these basketball players for giving out good contributions for everything that they've been up to this season, or at least for this game. So stick around. You're listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. All right, college football fanatics. Have you heard about Price Fix? Price Fix is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Price Fix is a leader in college sports and daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever even heard of. PriceFix offers you any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. Here's how it works. You're going to use the promo code LOCKEDON, and anyone who uses that code is going to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, just be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDON. You can pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. PrizePix allows you to also have mixed sports entries, so you can take the over on LeBron, combine it with the under on Mahomes in the exact same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. Or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And we return for the second segment of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Thanks again so much for making us your first listen every single day. The best part about this podcast, Connor, is it's free and available wherever you listen to your podcast. So now let's go ahead and jump into this second segment where we're going to hand out some game balls and highlight the players who stood out to us the most from Arizona State basketball's big win over Oregon on Sunday night. There are a handful of guys that we could highlight, but Connor, I'll kick it over to you to highlight these guys for us. Who's the first person that we've decided deserves a game ball? It's pretty easy here. It's got to be DJ Horn. We talked about him in a little bit earlier on in the podcast, but 23 points when he's currently averaging like 11.9. Now I understand you had OT as well, so that gave him some extra minutes to score, uh, but it was just phenomenal. Had six total rebounds, three assists, and a steal. Uh, and a block as well. So you kind of, you gave uh, essentially you you production in just about everywhere you can think of from tonight. Uh, but uh, again, being your leading scorer, it's not, it's not easy to be the guy, especially when you're not expected to be the guy. We're going to continue to talk about Marcus Bagley throughout the season, especially when he's even off the court, right? Just because he's such a core, core piece of this team. But without Horn anchoring down, uh, essentially getting the offense going as a whole, it's not even the fact that he scored most points, right? It's the fact that he affects the game in so many facets. Uh, Horn easily earns this first game ball, and they need him to be the, one of the guys for sure going forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he nailed it. There, there's not much more that I can add on to it besides the fact that 
he is proven to be the most exciting and most effective Sun Devils player on the basketball court this year. And Sunday night was no different. So he's a stud. Then we got to talk about Jay Heath next as well. Please kick it off. So Jay Heath also contributing, gave you 14 points. Uh, he had three rebounds as well and three assists. Uh, no blocks or steals, but still, uh, Jay Heath coming off the bench gave you 33 minutes. Still proving he can be a contributor. They only ran eight deep tonight, so they're five starters and three off. Sorry, nine deep if you include uh, Gaffney as well. Uh, but Heath being one of the other guys that they're, I, I shouldn't say consistently relying upon because he's only averaging like seven points and change this season. But as we had talked about earlier on in the podcast, I would like to see Heath get a little bit more run this season. They've only played nine games so far, so they still have plenty of time. Uh, but I'm curious how they're going to be able to run uh, Bagley, Horn, and Heath out there if they're going to be considering them starters while you also have Muhammad and Jackson be able to work in. Uh, Heath hitting that clutch at the end of the game, I think I screamed so loud that my neighbors all around me had heard. Uh, I know I was actually holding my my infant daughter at the time, and she was not very happy with the shot. Uh, I let out a yell. So I liked it. She didn't. Heath was uh, w- was definitely clutch tonight, or I should say last night, uh, getting ASU in the win column in the Pac-12 for the first time this season. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you that if I if I had a voice and I was able to do my woos, I definitely would have been screaming as well. But I I gave a very nice fist pump and shouted yes very as loud as I could before I actually hurt my voice. But again, like just highlighting the fact that he had 33 minutes off the bench. I, I feel like we need to talk about that more. He made half of our three-point shots tonight, and he shot 66% of them. So Heath proving once again to be one of the more effective players for us and proving that he needs to get as many minutes as possible. And it's really nice to see that Hurley is rewarding his play with time in the game. Connor, who's our third and final game ball going to? Got to give it to Kamani Lawrence. He's going to be one of the big guys we've talked about all season long. Kamani's been essentially the guy after Marcus Bagley has been missing time because he's only played three games this season. But Kamani has been giving you essentially production almost all over the court. Gave 13 points tonight, which was good enough for third on the team. Uh, But also had six rebounds, which was tied for the team lead with uh, both DJ Horn and Marion Jackson. Three other assists and a block. Uh, Kamani Lawrence... He's going to be a guy we miss, I know, after the season. While he may not be headed potentially to the NBA, uh, definitely one of my favorite Sun Devils to watch over the last four or five seasons. Uh, Kawhi Lawrence gets this third game ball tonight. And he definitely deserves it because he, he's proven to be, of the of the starting five, the second most effective and was behind Bagley, definitely the, the second most exciting person that we were anticipating coming into this year. And I think he's been as advertised. He hasn't been blowing us away, but he's definitely been one of those guys who's contributing for you every single game. <clears throat> Shoot, uh, just shot more than fifty percent of his shots tonight. Thirteen points. He uh, he tied for the team lead with six rebounds, a couple assists here and there. Overall, did a very good job for the Sun Devils basketball team. One of the big reasons that they were able to get a very very crucial win in the Pac-12, their first one on the year, and maybe we can turn it around and get to 500. I don't know. Maybe I'm feeling a little frisky, but if we do, it'll be because Kamani Lawrence is going to continue being a very steady contributor for this basketball team. So with that being said, there there are a few other guys just to give some props to. So for what it's worth, Marion um, Jackson 
He did tie for the team lead with six boards, uh, two assists, two steals, and he contributed everywhere except in the the, the spot where it matters more, most, and that's getting points. Uh, Jalen Graham obviously had a solid night for himself as well, going three for three on his field goals and two of four on his free throws, four rebounds for him as well. Uh, Boache didn't really get on the court that much, but he, he did bring a little bit of a presence when he was out there. And yeah, I, I think that kind of puts a good bow on it. Is there anything you wanted to add? No, I think we summed it up. Uh, ASU gets to take on GCU back at home uh, Thursday night, I believe. Uh, so not quite a, a conference game for them, but GCU's playing some good basketball right now. Uh, they had beat uh, GCU by one, if I remember correctly, last year. So hopefully it's a game they can build upon beating Oregon. No, this does not count towards their, their conference record. But that being said, ASU needs wins. Not just so much in the win column, but even moral victories. So hopefully they can rest up a little bit going to Thursday night and play another quality game, uh, essentially on both offense and defense, and bring that same energy come Thursday. Yeah, so GCU, Grand Canyon University, another another local college to the Valley, and Connor's alma mater, so Connor and I will have some kind of friendly bet going on for that game, even though that he does cover the Sun Devils, and he will definitely have a conflict of interest in this game. There is no conflict of interest in the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. I cheer for the Locked on Sun Devils. Oh, well, well, there you go. Sorry, that was what the recording said. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, it, you can put that script away now. It looks like you got it figured out. So we're going to go ahead and go into our final break here. And when we return for the third and final segment, we are going to talk about that really, really good bowl game that the Arizona State Sun Devils football team has earned for themselves. What bowl game is it? We'll talk about that in the third segment. You're listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. BetOnline has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKEDON for that bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Are you sick and tired of trying to find the right protein bar? Well, if you've been listening to Locked and Sundival's podcast for any amount of time, you know our favorite is personally going to be Built Bar. So this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar. That's Built Bar, filled with filled with so much holiday goodness rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate. But amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein, so you get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. With so many flavors to choose from, you could use either raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers, or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Because it's the season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Built Bar at family gatherings. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor, they'll fight over it and things can get out of hand. Are you friends with Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings. With so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. 
dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa, let it melt a little, and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple napkins on hand. Here's the offer. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 50% off your order. Again, that promo code is LOCK15 for 50% off at BuiltBar.com. And we return for the third and final segment of a Monday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Connor, we've talked a lot about basketball. Now it's time to talk about football and the the little bit that we have left to cover before Arizona State's football season has is put to rest and over and done with. So the team ended the year 8-4, and four, second place in the Pac-12 South, which put itself in a very good position to receive a quality bowl game and a quality bowl game they received. Arizona State will be going to the Las Vegas Bowl on December 30th to take on the Wisconsin Badgers, who also finished 8-4, second place in their own division in the Big Ten, only behind Iowa. Connor, we couldn't have asked for a better bowl game with all the the circumstances considered. This is a very, very good bowl game. This is one of the ones that we highlighted as being towards the top of our wish list. I know the Holiday Bowl was my number one, but... Depending on who you talk to, there's a lot of people who are very happy that it's the Vegas Bowl instead of the Holiday Bowl. Uh, totally agree, and I think a lot of that's based geographically. Uh, now, bowl games getting distributed. I, I know there's a ton that goes into it. Like, an example, the Vegas Bowl, I believe off the top of my head, like the, the opponent we would get this year, uh, one year it's going to be uh, out of the, the, big, the big 12, Big 10. Big Ten. Big Ten, and then the following year, it, it switches conferences again. So like there, there's a ton that goes into it. But as far as ASU fans, I, I think a shorter drive to Vegas compared to the Holiday Bowl, which is over in San Diego, which is still very drivable, six hours-ish. Uh, I, I think you're, you're going to see a solid uh, solid turnout for ASU fans um, over at Allegiant Stadium. So that should be a fun game for some college players getting to play in a new NFL stadium. Now... How, how are you feeling about this bowl game? Because I, I think there's almost two parts to it. Are, are, are you going to win the game? But how, how, how does this affect the Sun Devils going forward? Because it, while it's not, it's not the biggest bowl game that maybe they could have played in at the start of the year, but there, there are going to be long-term ramifications based on how they play in this game. Personally, that are going to impact uh, head coach, why am I blanking on the name, uh, Herm Edwards. Oh, sorry. That, that, that's me. That's my cue. So here, here's the thing is Wisconsin is a very quality football team. They're not what they normally are, which is a contender for uh, the Big Ten title. Not, not so much their division, but the title as a whole. They did take a step back this year. Their passing game was mediocre at best, but they had, once again, one of the best run, uh, run offenses in college football, not just in the Big Ten. They're, they're a quality team offensively, when they're not turning the ball over, defense, studly, all throughout, um, excuse me, good coached as per usual, and they're, they're a team that is consistently uh, spewing out NFL talent. So this is truly a really good game. Honestly, I think we match up with them pretty well too. And not just because we're both 8-4 and four teams, it's because both of these teams have their limitations that show that they're not invincible world-beater teams. However... They're both very, very solid teams who can put together a really good game plan for each other. I think this could be a slugfest. I'll tell you right now, it's not going to be a shootout. It's not going to be 50-51, to 51, 
it's going to be closer to 23 to 20 than it is anything else. But obviously, we'll preview the game once it gets closer to the time being. Focusing on right now, Connor, this could be a really good game for Arizona State to continue recruiting inside the the western side of the United States. We already have a pretty good grip on Arizona, California, and a little bit of Texas, not too, too much, but the Vegas kids. It's not like they're putting in five-star talent every single year, but it would be really good to put on a show in Nevada and get and get the attention of all the players throughout Nevada and especially Las Vegas and really start to put yourself out there. Again, the Vegas Bowl is a very big bowl game. This is another opportunity to put yourself on the national map if you're able to get a good win or even a big win. This is this is a game that people are going to watch. It's not like a, a bowl game that happens on a Wednesday afternoon. This is going to be December 30th, which ends up being a Friday, I believe. Don't quote me Actually, on that. Actually, I think it's a Thursday. It, it, is it Thursday? Well, either way, I mean, it, it's, it's still right about that time where everyone's getting ready for... <clears throat> excuse me. They're getting ready for the weekend. They're getting ready for the kickoff to 2022. And it's it's going to be a game that people watch. Thursday is... What, is what's Thursday Night Football that week? Or is the season... Well, the season's still going, right? The season would still be going, yeah. So I don't know what Thursday Night Football is, but I, I can tell you that this game kicks off at 1030. So they they should be just fine. That's true. So, uh, as Richie had talked about, we'll definitely into more of a breakdown as we get closer to the game, uh, talking a little bit more about Wisconsin specifically. But Herm Edwards needs this win. It's probably not the biggest game of his career, so to speak, but this this is going to have long-term impacts uh, specifically for Herm Edwards. They don't have a ton of 2022 commits. I still think they're sitting at, like, five players. But as Richie had mentioned, maybe you can get some of the Vegas kids, like, Anywhere you can get more national attention is going to be big for Herm Edwards. Uh, with, with all the talent that they're going to be losing, they need to be able to, to prove to the rest of the nation that we're still here to play. I'm still here to coach, and I'm going to do everything I can in my power to be able to, to will this team to a victory. As far as like the last decade goes, ASU has not been playing well, I would say, in these bowl games. Uh, essentially, they've won, I think, three over the last 10 years. They haven't won one since, I think it was 2018 against Florida State. Uh, they haven't played one. So obviously last season didn't necessarily matter. Um, ASU has played in, um, has appeared in a bowl game in their last full, four full seasons. So they're at least going to the bowl games. 2020 was the COVID season. So it didn't necessarily, uh, they, they didn't miss the uh, miss a bowl game just because they didn't have the same opportunity that other teams did uh, as well. But uh, I don't think Herm Edwards has a victory in in any bowl game so far. So uh, just another little bit of a layer to this game is Herm Edwards would be getting his first bowl game victory. So history is not on their side as of late. Does that mean it necessarily impacts this game? No. Start your own history. Just because something has happened in the past does not mean it's going to be, uh, it's going to affect you going forward. However, it can be an indicator for that program if they have not played very well as of late. May not be, and we can talk about this maybe on the, the betting odds as well. As of right now, this is a trend that ASU needs to be able to buck uh, and get that monkey off their back going forward, especially for Herm Edwards. So with that being said, I think that's going to close out all of our thoughts for the Monday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Again, once we get closer to the bowl game itself, we'll be breaking it down more and more. But there is going to be a lot more basketball focus on the Locked on Sun Devils for the remainder of the year and then obviously after Football season is over. 
kicking it off to the rest of basketball season. Don't don't worry, we'll still find a way to sprinkle in stuff because obviously we'll have National Signing Day and everything. So our football fans, don't worry. There will still be content, but our basketball fans get excited. It's going to get kicked into a whole other gear now that football season is essentially over for the Sun Devils. But with that being said, we're going to close out. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast and making us your first listen every day. Go ahead and make the second listen of yours, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, an expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Before we close out, be sure to follow me and Connor on Twitter at RichieBrads36 for myself and at CDrios for Connor. Follow the Locked on Sun Devils Twitter page at LO underscore Sun Devils. Remember that we put out the best Sun Devils content Monday through Friday on anywhere that you get your podcasts. If that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, or anywhere else, we're there and available for free Monday through Friday. And until then, you keep it locked right here. Unlocked on some levels.